UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans, since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Clint Derringer. And we're going to talk about Michigan football. Specifically, we're going to break down Don Brown's Zoom press conference with media where he touched on a number of topics. Well, Clint, what was uh, the most important thing or the thing that jumped out to you uh, that Don Brown talked about? Well, it was just good to hear some enthusiasm. Uh, everybody's kind of, you know, yearning for live sports and, and the way it brings people together. And uh, Don Brown's enthusiasm and, and real passion for teaching the, teaching the game and talking about it with the media. You know, it's 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 infectious. So it was it was good to hear that number one um, for me. And then, you know, technically in terms of uh, the defense, there was another round of accountability for poor performances last year, which Don Brown is you know now two years running has kind of owned up the the shortcomings of the uh, Michigan defense, especially against Ohio State, and um, you know, that that it's going to be addressed moving forward. And then it got into a lot of specifics about uh, players that uh, that he's encouraged are, are stepping up and, and some names that uh, weren't necessarily household names last year that I think uh, that maybe maybe we'll, we'll hear some, some big things from at least um, or they'll at least be given an opportunity uh, when we get back to playing games. Uh, what did you think? Well, I definitely thought, you know, Don Brown is always entertaining. And it was, uh, uh, you know, with everything going on and especially being disappointed about not uh, having a spring game, it was interesting to see him be looking forward so much to getting back in the football building and back on the field. You know, it's, you know, there, there are many critics of Don Brown, but one thing that you can't be critical of is his enthusiasm and you know when you when you have a a coach like coach Harbaugh who you know just just loves that enthusiasm you definitely can see that how Don Brown fits in theoretically or philosophically with 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 coach Harbaugh so it was really great you know to hear Don Brown um, just beaming with energy wanting looking forward to hopefully to the return of of players to campus soon the other thing that, that I thought was rather funny is when he said that he was a Zoom wizard, that, um, you know, there are all these different uh, new technologies that they, they have to lean on to communicate with players. And uh, when you have somebody who's kind of uh, as occasionally cranky as Don Brown can be, it's kind of interesting to imagine him negotiating these new technologies. But uh, he seems to have managed quite well. So, I mean... You know, for me, it was the enthusiasm and also, um, you know, his willingness to do whatever it takes to keep the teaching going. Um, you know, he is a football coach who who speaks often of how he is a teacher first. And, you know, he's going to find a way to teach. And I think that's, um, you know, him leaning on these new technologies and learning these new technologies is uh, is indicative of his willingness to go the extra mile to make sure that they're utilizing this downtime as much as they can. 
yeah, that was that was interesting for sure. And on the on the personnel front, I think I was encouraged to hear the name Michael Barrett. Uh, he's he's kind of been penciled in as the backup Viper behind Khalid Hudson for the last couple of seasons. He had a notable role, especially on the punt team. If you remember, he threw that uh, that pass on the fake punt that picked up a critical first down at home earlier in the season um, to Dax Hill. So. Uh, it was nice to hear him uh, raving about Michael Barrett, who, who was recruited as a really great athlete, says that he's up to about 225, um, weighing 225 pounds, and is still running about a 4540. So um, we might get might get a little bit more uh, production and, and kind of havoc off the edge um, from from Michael Barrett similar to what we saw from Cleek Hudson's maybe sophomore year before he was uh, in more of a coverage role. The other name that I thought I was a little bit um, and pleasantly surprised to hear Don Brown speak glowingly of was Vincent Gray. He said that, uh, you know, that the one and two are, are pretty much decided uh, at corner and that the third guy, you know, they'll, they'll have to find that third guy. And, and he was talking about Ambry Thomas, of course, and then it wasn't exactly clear to me if he who was who he was saying the top two were, but Vincent Gray said they're, they're looking for a big year out of him, and that they'll be wishing him well uh, on his way to the NFL. So um, there's been a lot of positive buzz around Vincent Gray when he filled in last year um, in, in spot duty as the as the third corner. He's a little bit undersized, but uh, you know there's been a lot of positive buzz around him in the past. So that's another one, another guy that maybe is going to be taking a step forward because uh, we, we know that Michigan's defense um, took a step back in 2019, and it was especially um, it was especially apparent in their in their past defense. They gave up a lot of big plays, you know, by the numbers and, and just the eyeball test in the games that they didn't win. Um, they gave up some real critical big plays through the air, so. Um, getting some pressure on the passer, maybe Michael Barrett off the edge, uh, creating some havoc as a blitzing uh, Viper or linebacker in a Josh Uche-type role perhaps um, would be a benefit to that. And then also having Ambry Thomas and D.J. Turner and Vincent Gray really in a, a very solid uh, three-cornerback rotation. Maybe one of those guys plays the probably sliding back to fill in at safety to replace uh, Josh Metellus with, with Brad Hawkins. So I, I'm, I'm excited. I think the personnel is is exciting on the defensive side. The biggest question mark, similar to the offense, is up front. Will Michigan be able to create enough mismatches inside on the defensive line? It's going to be um, really it's time for Ozzie Smith and Chris Hinton take a step forward and, and Donovan Zito is going to be his fourth year in the program. Those guys got to really start getting, uh, getting their opportunities to show themselves uh, on the D line rotation and, and put an inside punch to go with the, the studs you've got on the edge with Quiddy Perry and Aiden Hutchinson. What I thought was interesting about the uh, comments that Don Brown made about Vincent Gray was that, you know, we get this, there's this perception 
and and it's more than a perception. Coaches will tell us, well, we really don't pay attention to what the fans and the media say, right? We 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 make our own evaluations. Well, it's very clear, um, at least to me, that it seemed like that Don Brown was giving a. a a defense of the criticism of Vincent Gray. I mean, you know, going on and on. I mean, he went back and talked about specific plays against Alabama, talked about specific instances where, you know, Vincent Gray got uh, put into a role, uh, you know, a little early perhaps, uh, uh, you know, helping the team out, you know, cover for an injury. And not only uh, gave an explanation of, of why perhaps he struggled, but gave a, a, a huge endorsement of, hey, this is a guy who's going to be playing on Sundays. So I, you know, it's the second time in these Zoom interviews where the first one was where Josh Gaddis uh, mentioned that, you know, there's not a lot of enthusiasm for the two quarterbacks in a system, right? And he says, yeah, there's a lot of booing that goes with that. And, and I thought that was interesting that, you know, on one hand, you know, these guys, the coaching staff lives in a bubble on what they think they should do. But very clearly, the criticism does have a does. I, I don't want to say impact them, but maybe makes them reconsider some of their decisions. So it was interesting to see uh, uh, Coach Brown go off so enthusiastically about Vincent Gray and uh, to make it pretty clear that he's one of his guys. He's one of his dudes. And, uh, you know, he's he's not going anywhere. Um, you know, he expects them. Now, the other thing that I thought was interesting about, uh, you know, the defensive line talk is that, you know, he talked about, hey, we've lost these guys in the NFL. He goes, but understand, the guys who are left, um, we're playing behind NFL guys, and we expect them to be, you know, to to next man up to, to have an impact. And, uh, you know, he talked about Jeter. He talked about Smith. He talked about Hinton. You know, hey, these are 300-pound guys. You know, and, of course, you know, we have Carlo Kemp coming back. But the other thing he said is he goes, listen, these guys, you know, they may be big and powerful, but they're going to have to move and get to the quarterback. And I wonder if that's the kind of thing that, you know, you can scheme out on, on video conferences, but it's, it's that kind of technique that I think they may be missing out on and not having full contract drills right now. So... It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how quickly they can make up for that if and when they, they return to campus, right? So, um, again, when, when you get, you know, again, th there can be, th there's a lot of valid criticism of, uh, of, of Don Brown, right? And, um, but what you can't criticize him for is his enthusiasm and his love for his players. And, and I thought the other interesting thing that he brought up is, you know, it's very clear that uh, the losses to Ohio State are are taking a toll, right? It's not something that they just shrug off. Um, he also, you know, made it very clear. He's like, listen, he goes, you know, uh, you know, he made a comment. Listen, the the blame comes to the old guy, me, right? It's not on the players. Um, you know, we need to coach him better. We need to put him in a better position. And it's interesting that um, again. You know, his enthusiasm is very clear, but uh, if, you know, if people think that the team or the players uh, um, just simply move on and, and, and that those losses to Ohio State don't take a toll, it's very clear that, that you know, 
it it weighs on them and it's something that you know they're going to have to rectify you know hopefully hopefully this season um so it was interesting to hear him address it in the way that he did yep i i heard that exact uh that exact sentiment so i that's part of what kind of again kind of reignites the the enthusiasm in me i i really love listening to Ron brown talk about football you know in any format whether it's the uh, you know, whether it's the press format that we we've had before, or if he's on a, if he's doing a radio interview or a podcast interview, anywhere, anytime I see his name, um, in the media, you know, I, I'm going to listen to the whole thing because he's he's just one of those guys that you, you want to be around when he's talking about football because uh, he really makes you want to uh, want to dive in and, and get into it. It's a uh, it's a it's a nice thing to have um, on a coaching staff. You know, it, it's again, it, it's just an infectious energy, and that's a, a positive thing to have. And it's something that uh, is um, refreshing, uh, you know, with uh, all everything being shut down right now and everything being kind of, kind of, kind of gray and, and, and desolate right now. So it was a shining moment. It was a big smile on my face that day listening to Don Brown talk football and defense. He definitely is a live wire. I mean, it's, it is, uh, you know, he is, he is energy. And it's interesting because, um, you know, in addressing uh, these, uh, these Zoom web conferences, right, these press conferences, the format, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, I've liked them. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, it definitely seems to, allow the coaches to be in kind of their own element right you know everybody's not pressing on them they don't have cameras in their face uh they don't have uh, you know people kind of pushing in so i i I really enjoyed josh gaddis uh, you know his his zoom conference i was wondering how don brown was gonna was gonna go you know because he is such a high energy guy and and uh, again he was high energy on the zoom he uh you know he is he is the guy he is Right. He is uh, again, he, he is an old school football coach. He loves coaching. And uh, I you can kind of, you know, watching him on the Zoom, he kind of reminded me of kind of a cage of tiger. He's like, just just OK, enough, enough in this room. Let's you know, he, he was uh, talking to people from his vacation home and it was very clear he didn't want to be there, <laughs> at least not yet. So I think. Uh, I think it, it definitely was a was a shot in the arm and and um, gave me another thing to look forward to the uh, to the season. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think I think he's chomping at the bit to prove himself. Also, the the competitor in him, I think, is uh is kind of churning. That twenty eighteen defense that he had was really really good. Devin Bush, you know, maybe maybe the best linebacker that Michigan's ever had, but certainly in the top handful of, of anybody's list of linebackers that you would have and a lot of talent on the D line with Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich. And there, there's the letdown in Columbus at the end of the 2018 season and that, that had him really licking his chops through the, uh, through the off season. And then this year was a, was a real step back and I'm getting the feeling I just as I kind of look at the changes and, and some of the shortcomings that we saw um, statistically from from that 2019 defense, 
I just think they had some guys that weren't quite ready. They were forced into their spots that weren't quite ready for those roles. I think, uh, you know, obviously Dax holding as a true freshman played very, very well given those circumstances that I expect to see now that he's back playing true uh, free safety and uh, is really going to have an impact all over the field. I mean, that guy was just always around the ball um, playing the nickel position. And uh, now that he's going to have kind of wide-ranging access to the entire field on defense, I, I just I expect to see him in the shot, in the frame, every single play almost, uh, if not actually making a play on the ball or making a tackle, he's just always going to be there. So I, I think his development's going to be a, a big difference. And then I think we're going to see a lot more speed um, from the linebacking core kind of unleashed at the quarterback, again, in the, in the Devin Bush style. Um, last year at the Will, I think um, – Jordan Glasgow had a tremendous season, you know, as a, as a fifth-year senior, former walk-on. Just can't say enough great things about what that guy personally did and the Glasgow family in general has been written about kind of ad nauseum, but uh, it's well-deserved. And what that guy did at the Will linebacker last year was filled a, a hole where they, just, they, they weren't going to get the production that they needed after Josh Ross's uh, injury took him out of there so I think the next guy up whether it's uh, or Josh Ross's return or you know the, the battle that they've got uh, in that linebacker room which is Don Brown's position that he coaches also um, is really going to be a high intensity battle because I, I, I have the feeling that Don Brown's got an itch an itchy trigger finger to really start sending those linebackers again to create havoc on the quarterback um, and, and continue to play with some of the different uh, zone and man coverages uh, and some of the trap coverages that he's got at his disposal. Um, so I, I think he, I think he feels like he had a problem or, or a number of problems last year. And we know, that his his mantra is to solve problems with aggression. So, I, I certainly don't expect anything less than, you know, sending the Huns over the wall <laughs> is one of uh, one of his phrases that I that I love the most. And I, I expect to see them all start to climb climb the wall and, and coming after the quarterback in in 2020. You know, Clint, I think you make a great point that uh, you know I've mentioned how. Um, Don Brown and, and, and to a certain extent Josh Gaddis have responded to some criticism uh, you know in mentioning and defending players or talking about things that they'll be doing Don Brown may have heard the criticism of his defense about being too aggressive he's not going to dial it back this is who he is and I picked I, I have the same impression you do I think that uh, they're going to uh, you know basically just let the dogs go you know cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war i don't think that that uh don brown is wired to run a less aggressive defense and i think that you know and that was kind of the, the comments that he was getting at with uh with the new down linemen or the new guys in the rotation is 
listen, um, you know, just because you're 300 pounds and you can and you can stop the run doesn't mean that you are not going to be tasked with chasing the quarterback and getting to the quarterback. So I I think it's going to be really interesting. And and you know, let's be clear, we've talked ad nauseum about the defense. The defense is really good under Don Brown. You know, uh, and we can def- we can you know discuss whether it's great, outstanding. It's really really good at least, right? And the thing that has let uh, the team down has been on the offensive side of the ball. So I don't think uh, that that Don Brown is going to change the defense. I don't think he should change the defense. And uh, you know the interesting thing, um, you know, that's really going to you know hang over this season is, you know, who they're going to plug in at the quarterback position. How is the new offensive line group going to come together? You know, I'm not worried about the defense. The defense will get it done. Um, you know, it. You know, Don Brown has shown he can get it done. He can plug new guys in, and it's going to be really exciting. You know, the thing that I'm nervous about is, you know, how are we going to, uh, you know, who's going to be playing, you know, offensive line, and uh, who will they be protecting? And uh, the, you know, one of the, one of the consistent themes that um, people on the internet and some fans want to bring up is to compare what's happening under Jim Harbaugh with what happened under Brady Hoke, right? And first of all, I think it's a bogus argument. And um, the thing that I know is different, okay, if you want to look as the as the regimes went on, is that Brady Hoke did not make the changes to the offensive line coaching to make that group better. And Jim Harbaugh has. Okay. And um, we see that in the, uh, the guys who've gone on to the NFL. And I have every reason to believe that this next group is going to do, you know, is going to be great under Ed Warner too. So that's the kind of tweak that I can point to and say, look, this is, you know, a huge improvement that Harbaugh made and it is going to continue to pay dividends as as the regime, you know, as his as his program moves forward. And, you know, I don't know I don't know who's going to be in those positions. I don't know how they're going to play, but I have confidence that they will replace the bodies up there. The same way that when Don Brown says that he's you know, he's confident that his uh, his new down linemen are gonna be great are ready to run the wall, right, as you say. Um, I, I, I feel that way on the offensive line side. You know, the thing that I, I struggle with is the quarterback position. I, I worry about the quarterback position. And I think when we look back to, you know, I always like to say, what did we know in air quotes when, when Jim Harbaugh came into the program? Okay, and I'll tell you what I knew was that we were going to have great quarterback development I expected us to be quarterback you, that quarterbacks would be running from the hills to come play for this guy. And that is the one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, so I, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, we, we've talked about on previous podcasts, you know, there's a question on who's going to fill that quarterback role. Um, I, I think uh, I know Don Brown can, can coach the defense. I know Ed Warner can coach offensive linemen. Um, we need to see a Jim Harbaugh coached quarterback be great and and more than good. And I think that's the biggest question I have heading into the season. 
Yeah, yeah, it's hard to hard to argue that that's the biggest question mark for sure. I think um, hopefully, you know, a true a true competition in this uh, strange off season with uh, with the COVID shutdown is really driving those guys to continue to work hard, like we talked previously. Uh, hopefully, they're sharpening their uh, leadership skills on top of the uh, the football specific skills. Um, and then hopefully, uh, you know, Josh Gaddis is more comfortable and, and the team and the offense is more comfortable with the foundation of the, uh, the offensive scheme so that they, uh, they can execute the, uh, the base plays, you know, the, the, the standard package of plays and RPOs that Josh Gaddis likes. Hopefully they're executing those at a high level early on, um, despite, you know, all of the, uh, you know, the lack of preparation time right now. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that they're in year two, as opposed to year one of the Gaddis offense with, uh, with the strange off season. So hopefully they can get off to a better start and then really open up the bag of tricks because, uh, you know, they'll have, they, they still have a lot of weapons. You know, I, I think right now, Nico Collins is kind of underrated, uh, through the Big Ten and nationally for what he's capable of. You know, I, I every time the ball went in the air in his direction, you, j- you just felt like he was going to come down with it regardless of, of how well uh, the ball was placed. You know, he, he's really tremendous at adjusting to the ball in the air and, and high-pointing it over top of the defensive back. So I think he's going to have uh, a lot of opportunities to make big plays. You know, the return of Nick Eubanks, I think, is going to be uh, – somewhat underrated by people going into the season. I think he's going to have a really, really big season um, because you've got all of those Giles Jackson, Mike Sane, Ristel, um, Cornelius Johnson, you know, speed guys that are going to be all the bells and whistles flying in motion in all directions. And I think Eubanks is going to have, he's going to be the guy that, that is sent out to find, the, the seams and the holes in the defense. Uh, similar to the uh, the tight end that Penn State had on that Saquon Barkley offense with uh, with Moorhead and, and Gaddis running. So um, I really look for Nick Eubanks to also be uh, kind of the quarterback security blanket. Um, so that as long as there's a good understanding of the concepts, quarterback, quarterbacks, whoever it is, are, are making good reads. I think Gaddis is really going to be able to put guys in position to, to really find space in, in the opposing defenses and make some of those throws easy on the quarterback. You know, maybe that's what I expect, and, and we'll see if that's how that comes true or not. But I, I think Gaddis is really going to be able to scheme some guys wide open early on in the season. Well, hopefully we'll have a season to discuss. So, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Clint Derringer. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.